That's fair. Um, yeah. So, so it has a fresh starting point, which is now in the new year <laughs> with Lily, right? That's I, I never checked, yeah. like, because that's in your screen name, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's like her first name too. So, uh. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Lily is definitely my first name. Awesome. And you work for Control Culture. Mm-hmm. And Cultivate uh, Wellness. Yeah. Do you go to both stores, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work at uh, Cultivate like two days a week and then Culture four days a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then I have one day off. I had yeah. to math there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a lot of working. So, but, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, weed helps, so. Yeah, definitely. Do you partake in any of the like CBD stuff? Does any of that help you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have sciatica in my lower back, so I like to take the tinctures. Um, I also use the like roll-on uh, freeze cream sort of thing. It's like icy hot, but you roll it on. I use that for like my biceps and my upper back and stuff. And then I also use our muscle cream and I like the green crack. I have like a lot of CBD stuff. I eat the watermelon gummies all the time that are just CBD with nothing else. Like it's, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I would, I would definitely do that too. <laughs> um, cause I, I got, I just ran out of some melatonin gummy, gummies. I need to get some more. So mm. you need to get some CBN with THC. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's got all the stuff in it. It's all like the, the sleep cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. The CBN, it usually, what I've read and researched on it is that it only really works when it's paired with THC. So now there could be some cases where somebody could take like just a CBN gummy and that'll be enough for them. But in most cases, yeah, you got to have like THC in it. It's cool because CBN is what THC turns into when it's been oxidized. So when it's been left out for a long period of time and the air gets to it, it just turns into CBN. So if you have any old weed laying around, it's probably CBN now. Hmm. Does baking, does uh, like carb, carving it, you know, baking it, does that change that? Uh, I don't think so because that's just more okay. like, like I guess, like the alchemy side of it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but curious. I think it's going to be more of like the activating the THC. So THCA is what your flour is. Yeah, you know that. And then once you add heat to it or grind it up or anything, then it becomes THC. So I think oh, that would mm -hmm. be the same way maybe almost. I could yeah. be wrong. I'm still learning. So yeah, I mean, know. it's such a complicated plant. Like it's amazing. I, yeah. Like it just, the more we learn, the more it's, the more we learn, the more I realize, like, I know fucking nothing about this plant. Um, yeah, well, which, I knew nothing. Huh? I said, I already know I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah, I every so often I'm like, oh, I think I know something, and then life happens, and it's like, no, you don't, no, you don't. <laughs> like, uh, just kidding, you don't. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Well, I I knew like from the get go that I did not know anything about it. I've only ever been a sheep and a user, just a consumer of it, and never actually studied it or anything like that. But now, thankfully, this job kind of puts me in a position where I have to, and I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and, you know, I understand that you're young and, and possibly slightly new, relatively speaking, to this industry, too. But, um, like, it seems like there's a lot more information available these days. 
um, just on, you know, all of the wonderful effects of this, uh, you know, cannabis plant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And I think a lot of it has to do with one, like the loosening up of the laws and everything. News outlets are more comfortable talking about it and people are more comfortable with advertising it and talking about it and being open with it. So I think that's definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Cause I've definitely worked for people, um, that, you know, they're like, oh, those dope heads and, you know, oh, if you're a marijuana smoker, you're just a lazy whatever. And I'm like, I'm high right now. Everybody a little from hometown would be like that for the most part. Yeah. I'm from yeah. Arkansas. So. I mean, so. I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but like I went to my, especially like my, you know, senior graduating class, like most of us were stoners. Like I would say guesstimating like 75 to 80% of us. So it's just like, and you know, honestly, like I feel like, I mean, whatever high school for me was 20 over 20 years ago. So of course there's been some people that have passed away and whatever, but I feel like for the most part, like we've all kind of done things, you know, we haven't just been lazy stuff. Like it's so stupid. Like, cause I've, I've been a consistent, uh, pothead for the last 20 years, except for like 30 days, <laughs> one point to try to like show to my roommate at the time that I could fucking do it. Um, and then on that 30th day, I was like, fuck all this shit. Fuck him. Fuck the world. Give me some goddamn weed. Like it was just it was a shit show of a day. And I'm like, it, I, I, you know, scraped the bowl. Like I had like just enough for like one, like I found all of my everything that I was left and I had like one bowl and then I was like, call the guy. <laughs> so... But yeah, no, like I got a college degree with it. I got, you know, I moved across the country and still figured it out. I, you know, like, it's funny that, you know, but moving down to Virginia, that's when I was like, oh, now it's time to grow because <laughs> I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I, I would like to start growing myself too. At one point we'll get there. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. Life changing. It's amazing. Like, it's so peaceful. And just, like, just hanging out with the plants, man. They really do have their own, like, vibration and um, just sense of calm. Like, on Reddit, I manage Multiverse Beans Reddit. And we finally, we finally, I finally <laughs> set up the giveaway thing. Uh-huh. Um, because just got well just got over a month ago hit 5k on Heck the Reddit yeah. feed yeah right and so um paul was like let's do a giveaway and then like you know december and christmas and i was just like i don't want to do it right now so doing that right now <laughs> and i i just posted something like hey you know here's the official post comment on why you love to grow oh my fucking god I have a hundred, almost 150 people entered in and then wow. oh, so many of those stories are just so sweet. Like I started growing because my wife needs it. I started growing because my mom or, you know, my dad grew. And so now I grow in it. Like, you know, even though he's passed away, it brings me 
makes me feel closer to him. Like, oh, it's just like, oh my God, you guys. Wow. Making yeah. me cry. <laughs> it's but a powerful hey. plant with a powerful purpose. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's, especially when it's like a home grow operation, you know, it's just you and the plants, you and your plants, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, there's no judgment. You know, they don't talk. <laughs> um, yeah, they, you know, I mean, they, they do let you know that they need things and whatever else. And so you like learn to read the signs and whatever else. But um, it's just, yeah, I think, I think you're going to get into it. So. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I just need to get like a, a, an area set up for it. I have a lot of stuff that uh, women cannabis cultivators of VA sent me in that little giveaway box, which I'm so excited to use. Yay. So I've already got, I feel like, a pretty good start on things. I probably need like fertilizer and like a light, only a tent, obviously, the biggest factor. <laughs> um, yeah. I lost your audio. Ah, I hear you. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So programming. Yeah. So, what size like tent do you think you're gonna get, or what size do you think you want, or? Um. So it's probably, if anything, if I'm able to get it, go in my bedroom. So I'm gonna need it to be like a one by one or a two by two. Well, I could probably fit like a two by two in there. I feel like two by two or two by four. If you want to, you yeah. know, lose a wall. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it'd be going in front of the bay window. So I'd be just be losing like the bay window area. But my cat loves to look out that window. It's the only one where she can see the street. So I would have to like figure out some way of maneuvering around that for her. She can't go outside. So that's the only outside she gets. <laughs> Is there like a little like seating area or something? Cause she probably just go around it. Um, so right now there's like a little windowsill, I think mm -hmm. I'm still trying oh. to figure because I also want to have like a little stoner area in my room too. So I'm trying to do like a lounge beside yeah. the or across from it. I don't know yet. Still working out the details. Yeah. I'm a dilly dallier. Yeah. Well, you can definitely do like a, you know, a small little like closet cabinet tent such situation you don't even need a tent for that as far as i'm concerned like you just get like <laughs> um get like an armoire <laughs> like oh, okay. line it with the that reflector stuff they have the white stuff or the silver stuff um huh. yeah i mean whatever and then it's just it looks like a cabinet or whatever that's pretty um, cool yeah you just put an exhaust fan on it mm -hmm. um that's that I don't know like you know whatever and then the other stuff like everything else would be like well you know once you get it set up it's like oh okay now you need this or this or I don't know what, whatever yeah I'm not that good to be like oh well, then you need this and that but whatever but yeah and like I've seen so many things like um what there's a company like Mass from Massachusetts like Hopedale of all places but uh, mm -hmm. the goddess armoire, I believe. Like, I mean, they're expensive setups, but like, it, you know, it's an all-in-one $1,500. Like I said, super expensive. Oh, um, wow. yeah, but it like, you know, the light, the exhaust, all that is set up. Like you just put in your, your pot with your whatever medium you want mm -hmm. and your seed and you grow. 
Um, but yeah, like you can get, you can set it up for if you're a little handy or something, or if you like that kind of stuff. I say that, but then I try to, uh, make my own little moss pole and I was like, well, fuck this shit. <laughs> That's funny. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. So it's kind of count your battles, right? <laughs> Like, I try to be self-sufficient. I want to be self-sufficient. And then I, like, and then something like that. And I'm just like, eh, this is too hard. This is too messy. I don't want to do this. No, that's fair. I, I definitely run into those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I looked at, well, I thought about when uh, my child was born, I thought about the whole... Um, making your own food purees and stuff like that because it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. relatively simple process, whatever. Um, the part that like I finally like reality sunk in and was like, yeah, that's maybe not the, the right path for me was just the cleaning. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah, once you have a kid, there's a lot of cleaning. As yeah. it is. Reason number 736 why I don't want kids. Yeah, just, yeah, wait or, you know, whatever. Like, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I waited. Like, I love kids. Any kid would be safe with me, but I do not. Well, one, I don't want to have kids. And two, I don't want to be a mother. Like, that's not a role I want to be in. So, I want to be a I don't want to be responsible for somebody else's life. That's just too much. <laughs> Not for me. It's understandable. it's understandable. Yeah, my best friend um, got to that point. I thought about it for a while and was honestly like, I don't know. Like, all my, my whole 20s, I spent like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids. And then... In my 30s, I finally was like, mm, maybe if I found the right guy. Like, but it was also like I had to factor in <clears throat> my job mm -hmm. as well at the time because I was working at CPA firms. And, uh, it, you know, tax season is no joke, man. Like January to April, you have no life. You are working mm -hmm. and working some more. Um but then, like, there was the whole I didn't have somebody I wanted to have children with. Um, and yeah. also, like, my mom, quite frankly. I didn't want to have children um, and, you know, kind of have to subject them to my mother. And I know yeah. it's different because she's now grandmother and, you know, it's all, you know, different relationships and whatever else. But, you know, the fact is she's still... <laughs> Still gets on my last nerve. Mm -hmm. We almost came to blows at a Taco Bell within the last two months. Like, it, it's, it's, oh. you know, that was definitely, like, a, a moment where I was like, I should not be hanging out with this person ever the fuck again. Yeah. Uh, my mom is a monster. So I get it. If there's anybody who understands, I, I get it. My mom kicked me out when I was 13 because we weren't getting along. Yeah. At 13? Where the fuck did she think you were going to go? So she made me go live with my sister's grandparents, who also abused me. So it was great. I get it. I get it. My mom is a big reason why I don't want kids either. I don't want to be half the person she is. My mom is a literal through and through monster. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, like <laughs> in these situations, um, yeah, working on yourself is, is you know, the first step. Um, but then, yeah, it's definitely like, do I want to 
propagate this. We want to continue this. And, yeah. you know, I, when I did decide that my husband was suitable child, you know, father material, <laughs> um, was because of like, you know, he's kind of had a bit of a fucked up past himself. So he knows like the signs. Um, but I don't, you know, I trust him implicitly <laughs> with our child and like that. And, you know, I knew that he would be strong enough to deal with my mother so that when my mother starts gaslighting us or, or asking him if she think if he thinks that I have borderline personality disorder, I know that he can just that he will be strong enough just to be like, no. Yeah, my mom would be the same. Uh, better yet, my mom actually sleeps with my boyfriends while they live with us, so I get it. Yeah, she's was lovely. Your mom young, like was she? She's almost fifty now, I think. She she's had not her that young. Like no. she wasn't like young, like super young when she had you or something. No, like twenty she years was... old or something. So she had Forrest, my older sister, when she was eighteen. So like, kind of young then. Sure. But then she had me six years later. Okay. So like 20 something. And she was sleeping. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> gross. And then she had my little brother three years after that. So we all have different dads, every single one of us. So <laughs> she calls herself an international whore. <laughs> because. Did she at least go internationally to get pregnant? Well... No, she did not. She met... Okay, so she went to school with my so sister. So she's just not racist is what she's saying. And, no, no. And they open were opportunity racist. vagina. Um, oh. I mean, I wouldn't say that she's racist, but she does stereotype. She she does stereotype, and she'll say it's st statistics or something like that. It's like, mm, okay. Or like, anthropologically speaking, or some shit like that. I don't know. But, so, my... Sister's dad is from Arkansas, but he has um, indigenous blood in him, I think. So my sister is half indigenous. Me, my dad, is Afrikaans. She met him at a bar called the Lumberyard in another town over. And, uh, yeah, so I'm half Afrikaans. And then my little brother's dad is New Zealander. She also met him at the same bar. They were both truck drivers. So, yeah, both truck drivers on a work visa from another country. I think she did that intentionally. I feel to like. upset her parents or something? or Ooh, To ruin our lives. My mom didn't have kids to, to have a family and, and be wholesome. She had kids because she didn't have friends. She wanted friends, and so that's why she had kids. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I mean, my mom at least, like, had friends or whatever, but oh, no. it was... Every bridge. <sighs> Ugh. Oh, no, I think at this point my mom may or may not have. I don't know, but she might still have a couple. But, um, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be around her. And, like, I thought, you know, of course, I thought for the last however old I am, I'm like, oh, it just must be me, right? Like, I, of course, must be doing something wrong. No, it's, mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Let's Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I love that person <laughs> so much. But yeah, it's you know, and and you know, it's another re like when we moved down here, like I really had to kind of justify it to myself. Like we're doing this for the kid, 
you know, so he can have the experience growing up around her. We can mm-hmm. have a little bit of a reprieve because they watch him a couple of days a week. And I just have to, you know, know that she is a problem. <laughs> yeah, no. On I get that. Don't forget, though, that you don't owe your mother anything. That's that, okay. I've had to remind myself, too. My mom, yeah, you get it. I mean, they love to lay that up. After all I've done for you and how I raised you, you didn't raise me, actually, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can let my mom believe that she raised me. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I blocked my mom. I don't speak to my mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that seems fair after everything, like... Oh, is she still, is... like, in Arkansas or whatever, or just not? Yeah, yeah she yeah. is, thank goodness. She was living with my grandma, but she beat my grandma up last year after she was on meth and drunk. So my grandma kicked her out accordingly, and now she's living with my uncle, who is also a not great character. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's just a puddle of suck. But yeah. you know, at least they don't have to see each other all the time. And my grandma, she's a saint. Like, yeah. I've made say a half a dozen cuss words in my entire life like she she is the sweetest she never gotten a speeding ticket nothing like that like she is a saint i love my grandma but she's also passive and therefore has been an enabler for my mom so now she's learning though which is good yeah yeah it's tough like i can't even like imagine like i mean my child's so young but you know like even now like when he acts shitty or when he act, wants something, I'm still just mm-hmm. like, okay, here you go. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. Like, I mean, I'm getting better, especially like as we're in like the terrible tantrum area. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, all right, dude, I've tried. I've given you everything I thought you could need. I, I don't know what else you're screaming about. So I'm just going to have to let you scream it out at this point. So here we go. But oh my God. When my son was four days, four days old, my mother was just like, well, why don't you just let him scream it out? I'm like, mom, he's like fresh from the oven, man. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's four days old. Like when he's a little bit older, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But you know, I'm going to go pick my kid up and uh, comfort him. Yeah. I think my mom just let me like scream it out, cry it out. Oh, I know for a fact that my mother did. It wasn't until I was around three months old, um, she told me, uh, because at that point, because she was living with my grandparents, mm-hmm. um, and they, so they were retired, and so they were, like, able to watch me, like, all throughout the night and whatever when, when my mom was sleeping and all that. And then um, when my mom went back to work, they went on a vacation because they like to do the road uh, RV stuff. Um, and so that was the first time she's had to deal with me like alone or whatever. And Mm -hmm. yeah, she said flat out, like that's about when she started just letting me cry it out so that she could get some sleep. Thanks mom. Yeah. Whereas like around three months, um, my kid, uh, our kid was sleeping between us. And yeah, no, we didn't let him fucking cry it out. Like he was was in a safe environment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like one thing I learned in therapy 
was like children have to feel safe and secured and loved in order for them to learn and grow and develop and become adults. And as a child who didn't get that, I can concur. Yeah. I I didn't get to have an identity growing up and I learned how to survive, but now I'm having to regress and figure out who I am as a person. So now I'm regressing (laughs) inside. Well, come on. Yeah, because there's like there's surviving and then there's like being able to do your, you know, day to day job. That's not surviving. That's just like getting through the day and stuff like that. And that's where you and I probably at least I know I have problems like just that regular mundane shit where I'm like, oh, I have to go to work at a certain time. Gross. Like, you know, um, whatever. It's like that's the hard part. But if it's just, like, if it's an emergency, we need to get shit done in the next hour, like, right now, before, like, something happens. Like, I'm on it. I'm on it. I will do it. It'll be done. Exactly. (laughs) Same. Yeah. I think that's that addictive personality. That's probably from, yeah, all that. Mm -hmm. It's great. Childhood traumatization. So, I'm going to hold you personally responsible for, you know, your entire generation. (laughs) (laughs) Especially for taking over TikTok and shoving all of your traumas in everyone's face. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like it's helping some people. But I shit, I'm writing a book on my trauma. I'm they're just trying to monetize off their trauma the same way I am. Like yeah. I'm gonna make a profit off this somehow. <laughs> yeah, a book is good because um I, I I feel like a lot of people do still read and you know, it, it is helpful, especially for people that are seeking, you know, to find like someone that's in a fucked up situation or that's gone through it. And how did they survive it? And, you know, like that. And I'm sure you have ways to help with that. Did did you ever find yourself like absolutely homeless? No, not. I mean, I, I like there was always a place for me to stay. Like when I first yeah. moved up here, I crashed with one of my sister's uh, co-workers for like a month or two. And then after that, I lived with my sister for like two or three weeks. And then after that, I moved in with one of her other co-workers and so on and so forth. So I've never really been homeless. I've just never like, I've moved around a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, even when I was living in Arkansas, it was a lot, but no, I, before moving here, I think I almost was, but thankfully my best friend let me move in, so. Yeah, that's good. Because, yeah, there's too many, you know, children, you know, especially the ones that get kicked out at 13 that end mm-hmm. up due. And that's, like, that's been one of my, like, deep, dark fears. Like, even now, I'm just like, all right, got to make sure that, you know, do this so that, you know have the mortgages paid for like and now i'm thankfully like at a point you know where i have house and so it's like you know because when you rent for a while you you end up you hear the stories and then you you wouldn't you have to go through some of them yourself because it's just fucking how life is but Mm -hmm. like renting is like It's a nightmare because it's like all of a sudden the tenant or the landlord could come back and be like, oh, my kid needs a place to stay. Get out. You have 30 days. What the fuck? Like, um, yeah, I lived in a place that the landlord, um, he gave us 60 days. Um, but yeah, it was cause he, the, the girl that he was dating, it didn't work out. And so he needed his house back. 
Oh my god. Yeah, uh, some horrible people up here. Yeah, that too. Roommates, wow. Well, I mean, the landlords. The landlords were horrible people, and some of the roommates were too. Yeah, definitely. It's tough. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not. It's not always been a fun time up here, but I love it in Virginia. So. Yeah. I'm just thinking. I've been to the Richmond area once now, (laughs) and it's so beautiful. The trees, all the pine trees. It really reminded me of Massachusetts, and it's beautiful. Yeah, this would be okay. Like, even, like, an hour outside of Richmond, I was like, this could be definitely all right. Like, get a little piece of land, like, in the country or in the sticks. Because, yeah, like, it's it's very pretty. Um, I get it. (laughs) Um, Why a lot of people want to live around there. And, yeah. It's not, like, Roanoke is pretty... In that, like, we have, what is it, the Appalachian Mountains nearby, Mm -hmm. and so, um, like, we get, like, a lot of rainfall and, like, some hills and lots of really big trees and, like, grass that's unattended that can, you know, go up to, like, six foot tall, so that's pretty fun, Mm -hmm. and... But it doesn't have the pine trees, so I kind of miss that from living in Massachusetts. Yeah, that does suck. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, like driving around and you're like, mm, forest. We had a lot of pine trees in Arkansas where we lived. I'm yeah. from northwest Arkansas, and it's like right along the Ozarks mm. and like Beaver Lake. There was, yeah, lots of pine trees, big trees, all those trees. That's pre- sounds pretty. Was it like a really, really small-ass tiny town? Yeah, I just looked up the uh, population as of 2020 the other day, and it's still like 2,891 or something. Good lord. I'm pretty we sure that our... my high school had 3,000 kids. Wow, yeah, no, our, my graduating class, so the graduating class for the entire county was like 316, 320 or something like that. 300 was from my school the 16 or the 20 was from the other school district in the county, St. Paul, which was wow. even smaller than Huntsville, where I'm from. It's wild. <coughs> it my first stoplight a year after I moved to Virginia, which was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I moved here in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it like getting to the big city? Oh my God. I came here and, like, coming across, like, the. Uh, I think it was a Manchester Bridge. I came up here on a Greyhound, um, and I saw the buildings, and I was like, oh, my God, those skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah. been to New York yet? Yeah, actually, I got to go okay. for my first birthday, which was horrifying, and I never want to go back. See, okay, so where I'm from, the tallest building in my town was the courthouse, and do you know how many stories that was? Three? Like, five. Like, five. Oh, okay. That's a pretty big building. Yeah, so I went to, like, Fayetteville, which is, like, west, I think, by, like, 40 minutes. And, of course, that's got bigger buildings and stuff, but none of those go maybe above, like, 20 stories, if that. Okay, and there's, like, what, four of them? (laughs) Yeah, four or five in the entire, like, (laughs) region. So, yeah, those those buildings were gigantic when I first got here. I was like, oh, my God, they're skyscrapers. They are. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, so it was an experience, yeah. Yeah. It was a horrid trip on the Greyhound. That was actually the last time that I ever did uh, pills of any kind. So, were they pills that you knew where they were, or did you like 
Were you there stupid were, enough to take them from some random person? No, no, no. <laughs> so that's not a good thing. my mom had given me for the trip because I was oh. in an event. So I used to be an opioid addict, and my mom was like somebody that I would share my pills with, and she would share hers with me. We'd go get them together with each of our drug dealers and stuff. My mom started yeah. giving my sister pills when we were very, very young, like eight or nine, if we had any kind of like back pain or something like that, she'd give us like a sliver of like an oxy or a hydro or something like that. So an addiction was unfortunately bound to happen. Um, you think? But, yeah, I know, right? Um, and so I ended up, yeah, I think it was a tramadol that I had snorted on the bathroom counter of the Greyhound. Yeah, disgusting, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just yeah, I'm just speculating, but it's like shit like that you can do in your twenties. You you don't get away with that in your thirties or forties. Oh yeah, no, I'm Definitely. sure. I was actually eighteen, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I turned I turned nineteen here in Virginia. So I was eighteen doing oh my god, Lily. <laughs> Yeah, just wait. Especially by the time you're 40 and you're like, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> How am I alive? Yeah, no. I mean, I should be dead several times already now. Because, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that I've done that I definitely should not have been doing. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I, I feel that way about myself sometimes, but my has, my history is pretty vanilla compared right now, but... Like well, so there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, like, I've done my things, but whatever. Like, yeah, tell me, like, so my experience with New York is, like, it just gives me anxiety in general because it's, like, it's so busy and, you know, all the cars and and all exactly. of this and that's and, you know, so... So, I'm not, like, it's not for me, definitely, but I know a lot of people thrive on it, so. Oh, yeah, no, that's exactly what my problem was, too, because I, you know, I came from, like, this teeny tiny town, and. Right, where it was, like, actually quiet at night. Exactly, yeah, and then I go to freaking New York City, and I, I did get to go see Beetlejuice on Broadway, so that was amazing. Ooh. But. There was like there was one point where we were crossing a crosswalk, I think, and this woman was walking a pit bull. I don't know if she was a model or if she was homeless based on how she was dressed. <laughs> I really, I really couldn't tell because you know how they have like weird stuff on the yeah. runway, and it's like I don't, I don't know. But I yeah. looked at her pit bull. I didn't say a word. I just was like, <laughs> just a facial expression, and she looked at me and she screamed at me like a pterodactyl. And so the lady did, I yeah. assume. Yeah, the lady. It was terrifying. Pretty sure we saw somebody having sex on the sidewalk or doing freaking crack. I don't know. There was a lot happening. So it's just too much for me for little old Arkansas Lily. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> like, like New York, I feel like is one of those that like unless you have some money or you know where all the good spots is like yeah it's just don't it's too it. stressful yeah yeah like i would love to go back if i had like four thousand dollars to spend and like a weekend free just just like three days yeah That's no more it's just too much but i did try mangoes on the brooklyn bridge for the first time ever and then i was immediately hooked on mangoes just so what do you what do you mean on the Brooklyn Bridge? Do they have like a market? No, it's not a market. It's just like this one woman who goes up there and she's always selling mangoes. She'll cut them open right in front of you, or she'll already have bags pre-made and stuff. 
was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just so you know. <laughs> At least my husband knew about her. Uh, hey, there's a trick to cutting mangoes, so always get them pre-cut. <laughs> I went on a mango binge like a month or so ago. I ate like 68 ounces of mangoes in like three days. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. My body needed whatever was in those mangoes. Mercy, I guess. Uh, I don't know. There's probably a lot. I mean, they're orange, so beta carotene, some vitamin mm -hmm. C, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they are delightful. Like, they I, um, the, there's a Thai food, um, like, dessert dish that has, like, this um, sticky rice with, um, they, then they put, like, sliced mangoes over it. And then there's mm -hmm. this, like, coconut, sweet Ooh. coconut, saucy <laughs> thing good. that they put on. Oh, my God. Like, that, that between that and the bubble teas, man, fucking amazing. I haven't come uh, up that I like yet. Oh, I like them all. <laughs> I think I've only tried like two that I made mm -hmm. up. And maybe I just shouldn't be in charge of putting it together. Like somebody else do it. Yeah, I would just stick with the matcha or something. Mm. Those are pretty simple. Those are good. I haven't tried one of those before, I don't think. Matcha. I know I like, yeah. I know I like like coconut stuff and coffee flavored things. Yeah. Sure. We'll go from there. My roommate loves boba tea, so yeah. she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> or just like simple fruity stuff. I don't know. But yeah, just like, uh, but I don't know. Maybe just the simple, more straightforward. Or Yeah, I think I'm just colada. doing too much. Oh, that would be good, I feel like. Yeah. It's like, be like in the simplest concept, right? A little pineapple, a little coconut. Mm. I don't know. Now I want a pina colada. Yeah, yeah, like same. a virgin. I don't know. Yeah, just do you, no like, alcohol. Do you do you drink alcohol or? I like, do just okay. Out of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I've never really had a problem with drinking. Thankfully, it's just never been something that I notice I get addicted to. Other things, absolutely, but alcohol, no, because it's such an unpleasant experience most of the time. Yeah, but. I have recently discovered that I do like like alcoholic seltzer waters, which is wild because I hate seltzer water. Absolutely despise it. But mm. I discovered like Truly's and then these like Sonic seltzers. Mm. Good. So yeah, I, I actually, the Truly's. <laughs> I, I actually do like the Truly's. They had like a punch box that I bought. It was like berry punch, mm. citrus punch, fruit punch, and tropical punch, I think. Oh, mm -hmm. they're, they're delightful. But you should try the Sonic Seltzers. Those are fun. Those sound like they could be good. Are those alcoholic as well? Or? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, I actually have good. one. I'm going to grab one because I'm thirsty anyway. So perfect. Yeah. No worries. Uh, we had yeah, I went through, like, I think it was maybe last summer or whatever, the first summer oh. here. Um, mm -hmm. I went through, like, yeah, a summer of Seltzers where I just, you know, got a box every so often <laughs> but like i i like and now i'm just like you know i'll have like some like red wine with with a meal at some point yeah Ooh, that does look delightful yeah this one's melon medley so oh yeah that does i have a beer good. fridge in my room so it's it's really convenient <laughs> yeah as you do if you live with roommates sure she's a stripper uh -huh. too so oh 
Wow, you have a full-on fridge in there. I'm thinking just like a little fucking mini fridge. No, it is a full <laughs> fucking fridge. That's why I had to show you. I was like, she doesn't know what I mean because there, she would have had a different reaction. Like, <laughs> it is a fucking... Hold on, let me show you the inside of. That's easier to keep the ice cream though. Oh my god, it's way more. I approve yeah, this. Ice cream in the regular fridge. <laughs> uh, in this one, let me see if I can turn. You got a good size room. Yeah, I love it. So it is just like, yeah, all beer. Yeah, <laughs> mostly awesome. IPAs, unfortunately, but that's your jam. <laughs> no, that's not my jam. That would be uh, a Stephanie. Yeah, uh, my room. She likes the. Uh, I was almost bad. Uh, <laughs> she likes the IPAs. Not me. I'm a fruity gal. <laughs> A fruity gal. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you tried the, uh, um, it only comes out like in the fall or like late summer. The uh, Cherry Wheat by Sam Adams. Mm-mm. Oh, it's delightful. I don't think so. That's it like is, a Sam Adams. Nice. Oh, that's beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I feel like I have had like one or two Samuel Adams ones, but I don't remember how they taste. I mean, Sam, like, they have like a decent selection, like variety, and um, yeah, they have that cherry wheat. Like I said, it, it comes out in like August or some shit, huh. um, and then very seasonal. And then they they have a really delightful pumpkin ale um, if you're mm. into that at all. I do want sometimes. Have yeah, they're really really good. It's usually I think it's like. Sam's Jack or something. I don't know. It has like Jack Skellington on it, I believe. Hmm. Or like not, you know, not like the actual Disney, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, like a p- pumpkin head, whatever. Oh, oh, like. Jack-o'-lantern? Yeah. 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 Jack-o'-lantern. So, but like, yeah. But, um, like as a full-on scarecrow dude, but anyway. Yeah, no, I like that. So, but alcohol-wise, like, like, I, I don't know, like I said, I did the seltzers a little bit, but it's mostly just like, eh, some wine here and there. Maybe like a good margarita. Oh, I love margaritas. I will definitely, uh, anytime I go to a Hispanic, any style restaurant, if they have margaritas, I'm going to get one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully frozen, but I'll take a, just a regular one. I mean, the, yeah, frozen is fine, but... You get to a point where you're like, I don't need all that ice. Just give me the margarita, thanks. Yeah, no, no, no. That's just fair. <laughs> I wonder if I could, like, scoop the ice out and put it in a different... Like, oh, you could get another drink with your margarita and then just put that excess ice in your other drink. Oh, but then you still don't get... Like, it doesn't change the amount of margarita you're getting. <laughs> just kidding. You just tell them to go easy on the ice. I thought I was, I thought I was on the ice. <laughs> nah. <laughs> So close. <laughs> I did have an edible before this too, so <coughs> we're just having fun. It was a THCO gummy, so yeah, we gonna have fun. Yes. See, and I've almost gotten through this bowl. Not quite, but almost. I but have almost uh, mine. So Jesus, did you? So did you? Did you finish? You finished out high school. Right? Did you have a did you have a normal high school experience? Or what was that like? <laughs> I don't think any part of my life has been a normal experience. <laughs> Not a single second of it has. Um, <laughs> Nothing traditional in the yeah, sense. Not, 
not a single <laughs> fucking bit. Um, but yeah, no, high school was all right. Like, so, um, freshman and sophomore year, I was a dick, unfortunately, to like my teachers. That wanted to- yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Right, exactly, and I mean, I didn't even realize that I was a hurt person until I moved to Virginia. So, wait, it took me a long, long time to come to this, but um. Yeah, I was definitely a jerk to a lot of my teachers. Um, there were a few that knew that there was something going on and just <coughs> were there for me. Like, they never brought yeah. it up to me, but I feel like they knew definitely that there was not a great yeah. homework happening. And so they were just always careful and they you knew know. how to approach me and not make me feel on the spot, you know, like a lot of teachers yeah. would do. So then I think like sophomore year, no, not sophomore, um, junior, that's what comes after. <laughs> Junior year, I started to kind of take my grades a little bit more seriously. Um, you were able to, um, like, if you if you had, like, a certain GPA or had a certain, like, grade average, which is the GPA, <laughs> you were able to, like, leave during the lunch hour to go somewhere in town and eat. So, okay. That's incentive. Yeah, right? That's what they called a, a renaissance card. <laughs> okay. I know, right? I mean, they had it, like, in other, like, towns, like, in different counties and stuff, but they called them all different things. I don't remember what, like, Springdale or Fayetteville's was, but Huntsville was Renaissance cards, which was, yeah, I don't know why. Makes no sense. Yeah, I would have gone with, like, Gold Star card or or, Incentive card. Great person card. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Pat on the head. Anyway. I never questioned it until now. I'm going to need to call the administrators and talk to them. Yeah, uh-huh. what were y'all thinking? Now, what, what the fuck is a renaissance card? I mean, a renaissance, by definition, is like a rebirth, a transformation, right? Ain't like, transformed what, the fuck, what the fuck does that have to do with going out and getting some fucking Whataburger? Huh. <laughs> I don't know. They were wild. But, uh, yeah, so sophomore year. So me and my friend Sierra, she was also my cousin. Um, We would always leave. And, you know, most kids who would leave, they'd go and get fucking alcohol or go get stoned, stoned or something. Yeah, exactly. And go back. No, uh, me and her would go home and sleep because her <laughs> house was like her house was on like a dirt road, like by the high school or something like that. So we would go home and we'd nap and we'd nice. miss the rest of the school day. We wouldn't go back to school. And so by the time it came time for us to graduate, they sat us down and they were like, hey, look, guys you've missed too many days and you don't have any notes to like prove that you were at doctor's appointments or anything like that. So this is where it comes in, where my illegal activity started (laughs) is uh, Sierra and I, we printed off doctor's notes from like doctor's offices around the area and we forged the signatures. And I think she turned hers all in at once. I did not. I would like, slowly turn some in. Some of them would be really nice and clean if they were more recent. Others, like older ones, would be, I'd put them in like the dirt or something, or I'd let them sit in my purse for a couple of days, or I'd cry on them or drip coffee or something, just to make it look like they'd been aged. I'd crinkle them up and stuff, and then I would turn them in over mm-hmm. time. So then they let us graduate. So technically, we graduated illegally. <laughs> but That's I have a diploma. School. So, you know, whatevs. I... One of my teachers may or may not have flat out told me that he was just going to give me a C. I was like, okay. 
adults. <laughs> but it was like my senior year and I just, I didn't give a shit. Like, um, it was the class that I think it's been long enough. If I can probably say it was, uh, my speech class, mm-hmm. uh, like not like speech, like, you know, helping it was like speech and debate. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, like I said, I was senior year and it was my like sixth period class. Now one, the other three years I had the lunch before, like the lunch after, like, usually I would have lunch when this was a class. Mm-hmm. Like, my my school had this system, and, like, you know, of course, it was either you would like, the first lunch or the second lunch. And um, so I always had, like, a fifth period class and then sixth period lunch. Well, now I had fifth period lunch, sixth period class, and it was that fucking speech class. And I had a boyfriend most of the time, mm-hmm. so it was, like... No, we're going to go to lunch and then just not come back later. That's fair. I think I'm I'm pretty sure I did that a few times, too. (laughs) But, like, I did, like, enough. Like, I kind of showed up for, like, presentation days or whatever. (laughs) So he was was like, I know you know it. (laughs) He's like, you just... But he got it. Like, he's like, you're a senior or whatever. (laughs) And he had had me as a freshman for, like... um, you know, just regular old English. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Funny. My, uh, my junior English teacher, he found out that I could read really fastly, really fast. Shit. I'm kind of dumb now. And, uh, so he would have me read the books that we were doing in the class so that he could get other work done because I would buzz through really quickly and people would get pissed off in my class because I would read too fast. They would make me come up to the very front and stand at the podium like a freaking teacher's pet. Yeah. Read the, read to the class. Yeah. I think it was like, it wasn't Ender's game. It was something off 1984. Maybe I think that's what we read, which was wild. I'm now looking back. I'm surprised that Huntsville let us read 1984. Because all they do is fabricate shit. Whatever. It's fine. Hmm. Probably one of those that, like, the teacher was just like, hey, let's just do this. And then they didn't yeah. pay attention. So Yeah, pretty much. Creative In some cases. <laughs> we had, so one of my uh, teachers, he was also, like, my soccer coach, he sat me down after me and one of my other best friends had had this really bad falling out because she had done some really... Oh my goodness. Done some really shitty things to me. And so we had a falling out about it. He sat me down and he was like, so Lily, what do you want to do after high school? And of course me being a dreamer that I am and being naive, like I was and still am sometimes I was like, well, I really kind of want to go to Hollywood and be an actress and I'll never forget this. He leaned back and he said, well, Lily, there's just, there's not a lot of leading ladies of your size in Hollywood because I was, I was a bigger girl still then. And I was just like, what? Melissa McCarthy, Rebel Wilson, Rosie O'Donnell or O'Connell. I can't remember which one. O'Donnell. Um, O'Donnell. Yeah. So it was like, Hmm. And then he went on to tell me that if I ever got visible tattoos and piercings, I'd be living in a box on the street because no reputable company would hire me. Yeah. So Lovely, lovely character. Wonderful facilitator. He didn't want to be called a teacher. He wanted to be called a facilitator. Ugh. Did you just throw up on him at that point? 
I should have, but no. <laughs> I was a little pussy back then. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> That's all right. Now I'm making more than him, probably, so. Probably. And you're, you're not dealing with snot nodes little kids. Oh, wait, sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah, or getting harassment claims filed against me, so. What? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, he, uh, I heard so like many. Like, by a customer, or what do you no, mean? No, by students. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing stories from a lot of students about how he had grabbed so-and-so's butt in a closet, or how he would, like, uh, linger mm. on, like, boys' butts sometimes, and, like, all this. Ew. Like, like, stop. You're nasty. Teachers, like, I'm pretty sure it's they're one of their things that they're taught, you know, you, you, you don't touch the students. Yeah, you'd think. No, there was a lot of shit in that in high school. One of the teachers skinned another teacher's cat and hung it over her fence. Ew. Yeah, so <laughs> this was not a, this is not a town, you know, like those small town TV shows you see on so that's where I'm from, okay? It's not this quiet, peaceful, happy town with butterflies and shit. No, it is cutthroat. There are, like, four main families that control the town and every business in the fucking town. They're all on drugs. They all have a corrupt police force, like... I mean, if you talk to my husband long enough, that sounds like pretty much where he grew up in Connecticut. Um, also, kind of a small town, so hmm. never mind. I guess, you know, it's just... Um, there were only maybe slight differences, like just in Connecticut, there's just generally speaking more people. Mm. Um, but yeah, same corrupt bullshit. It's wild. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Like, you know, it's like, I get why people, you know, don't trust the government and, you know, why we, you know, why some people are all defund this and that and like, you know. But if we did go around defunding everything that they said, we definitely would not have any of the nice things that we think we have. So, like, it's just, it's sad. Like, it's just, it's such a complicated system mm -hmm. um, that, like, yeah, there's not even, like, an easy fix for fucking anything these days. Like, it's just... Because it's like, you go to, oh, well, we gotta go fix this up. Well, in order to do that, you have to go deal with this person or, you know, level of corruption. <laughs> you have to pay this person off. You have to make this right. You have to do this. You have to, whatever, like, or pay these fees and fines and permits. Like, it's just, it's all disturbing. I don't know how anything gets done. It doesn't. <laughs> Nothing really gets done, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like it's definitely, you know, just... The more self-sufficient that you can be, perhaps that's where happiness lies these days. Maybe that's where it's always lied. And we're just stupid. <laughs> we're like, oh, hey, pretty shiny things. I don't know. I think I'm at that level of stone at this point, so. <clears throat> I've been binging on munchy food, so yeah, probably. I know that I am. Yeah. So, other than growing your own weed, like, what are your, like, aspirations for the future? Um, do you, like, 
And maybe it's too soon because, like, I definitely, like, where I'm at now, I'm like, I need to grow food outside and maybe even convert one of my tents inside to growing food. And, you know, like, I already have the fucking worm bin (laughs) and whatever else. Like, so it's like, do you see yourself, like, kind of like having a farm and a bunch of dogs or I would like to, well, not a bunch of dogs. Cause I don't have animals. patience to train dogs. Um, but That's yeah, I mean, I would like to have like cat. a, yeah, I have a cat. Um, she's great. She's sleeping somewhere. That's She'll probably pop up at some point. Her name's rogue. Um, but I would like to have like one or two reptiles, like a snake or like a, one of those big lizards or something. I do want like either an owl or like a raven or something. That'd be lit. Maybe like a raccoon or a skunk. <laughs> I like foresty animals. So what you want is just um, an animal sanctuary. Yeah, essentially. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I do have like business plans that I would like to see get started maybe within the next like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Animal Sanctuary wasn't one of those. I just want to have a bunch of woodland creature friends. <laughs> <laughs> like the inner Disney princess I am, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I mean, that's that's how you get it. Like, you know, I, I've, I've volunteered um, for a, a parrot sanctuary, but they had other exotic creatures. And mm-hmm. yeah, after a while, it's just... You definitely have some, like, Disney princess moments, and then you have, you know, times where there's a one-legged cockatoo flying at your face. That could still be a Disney princess moment. (laughs) It was, but more in the, like, kind of, this bird wants to eat me. Uh, Yeah, I've babysat parrots before, so (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Only one of them liked me. The other one was like, nah, we don't like you at all. So, was it a big one? Was it one? No, like, it was just okay. they're just little tiny like multicolored ones. They were like I think one was like gray and blue or blue and green, and then another was like orange and green and red. Okay, I don't remember their, but they were pretty cool. I, I liked mm. chilling with them. They would sit on my head and stuff. None of them pooped on me, thank goodness. <laughs> but there was poop everywhere. Yeah, it was not yeah. fun. When dealing with, like, any creature, really, there's there's just poop. Like, it's just nice that cats are respectful enough to go, yeah, and bury it in a little sandbox thing. Well, I that actually... That they then judge us for not cleaning out twice a day. So, I actually bought myself a self-cleaning one, so oh, it'll be good. One? It's nice. It's nice. So you it? can leave it for like a month, I think. It just scoops it under like a cardboard cover and then a plastic cover. So it just moves it to somewhere mm-hmm. else. It's not like one of those self-cleaning systems. It just cleans it for you. Yeah. And then pretty cool. how often do you find that you need to like clean that out? Is it like once a week, once every other day? So I just got it um, like maybe like earlier, late December, I think. I can't remember. Um, but I haven't had to change it yet. Oh. Because yeah, I mean you can't well, even smell. the little plastic bag at the end or whatever. No, or? it just it just so it's like this cardboard thick thick cardboard tray that you slide under this plastic piece. The plastic piece has the rake attached to it, and inside the cardboard are these crystals that are like deodorizing or whatever. Um, and then the rake 
moves across this cardboard tray and scoops it underneath or sweeps it basically sweeps it underneath the cardboard cover and then a plastic cover that goes over that so yeah. you don't smell it or anything but it's been moved out of the out of the general area and then it closes so then the only spot that's left for her to use is the cleaned out part okay does that make sense interesting yeah, yeah. i think so it's i love it it's nice yeah. but She's used it quite a bit already, so. Yeah. She was scared of it at first, because she's scared of everything, but she's finally gotten used to it. I would give her treats after she would sit there and clean it, so that she would know, like, it's okay, like, it's fine. It's not going to eat you. She's, I got her from, like, the streets, so she's, she's traumatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had cats that were traumatized like that, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I've uh, had a bird that was uh very weary of anything new so he yeah definitely was it took like i got him this little like playground thing mm -hmm. which you know had a nice little base and then like had some like a ladder thing up and you know something like something to encourage like to be out of cage but something they could sit on easily yeah. and all that uh it took a good six months before he would go near it Oh, wow. And it was, yeah. like, sitting out, like, on top of the TV. But it literally was then just, like, one day, like, I left the room, um, went to the bathroom or something, came back, and he had flown over and was now sitting on top of it, like... Oh, he's like, okay, I'm fine now. That's yeah. how Rogue is, too. Rogue is the same way. <laughs> like, when I got her this mushroom cat tree yeah. thing, cat scratcher yeah. thing, she didn't like it at first, but she sniffed it for, like, a couple days, and she was like, okay, this is fine. It hasn't oh, moved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She I mean, she'll run away if I sneeze. And she's known me her whole freaking life. So it's like, bruh, you know that yeah. you sneeze. Like you you do it too. You don't run when you do it. <laughs> she's a weird well, It's not cat. scary. <laughs> I know, right? It's like those people that are just like <clears throat> um naturally jumpy all the time. <laughs> me yeah she so. takes yeah i'm naturally jumpy i have cptsd so like what do you what do you think <laughs> i'm gonna jump see and cats pick up on their owners um so she's you probably know, <laughs> mental <Sorry>. illnesses <laughs> yeah she's probably always anxious because i'm always anxious yeah. sorry rogue i yeah. do what i can <laughs> I'm not going to put on, I'm not going to put myself on any prescriptions, so <laughs> weed it is. Yeah. It, <clears throat> like, I mean, it's one of those that, like, if you get to a point where you really, really, truly need it, then maybe, like, even if it's just, like, a year or two. Oh, um, yeah. Because it, like, you know, kind of, sometimes it can help, like, kind of bring you back to a baseline, right? Like, you're just. Yeah feeling overwhelmed or whatever. Um, cause I definitely, you know, I had, I was it like yeah, probably early thirties. Um, there was about three or four years that I was on antidepressant and anxiety. Well, I tried anxiety pills, like mm -hmm. whatever, Klonopin. Oh, K-pins. Yeah. yeah. Those, I used to do those too. Yeah. Like, and I, what I found was 
that in order, like, it didn't last for shit, man. Like, weed at least lasts for a few hours. Um, and now with the gummies and stuff, it's just, you know, you can, like, self-medic... Medic, you know what I mean. Meditate, meditate, Medicate. medicate, regulate, all those words. <laughs> um, uh, and so it's, and, and you can, you know, I can now, I have like, you know, the THC light shit. Um, so that like, it just doesn't just knock me out. But um, yeah, like, you know, I was trying to go through, you know, just, I was doing talk therapy and seeing a psychiatrist. And so like, but the anxiety stuff, like I would have to take a couple of them and then mm -hmm. I felt like I just hit like a nice, you know, bong or a couple bowls or whatever, feeling good. But then it was so, so short lived. It was like yeah. four minutes and I was like, oh, and on top of that, all of the anxiety, cause apparently there's like three different flavors with anxiety, like there's three main drug, huh. different drug types. Um, and then they have, you know, thousands of variations from there. Wow. But, um, like I tried the three different ones according to my psychiatrist and they all had fun, not fun physical side effects, which was, I was either constipated <sighs> or I had severe diarrhea. See, that's, yeah, that's a lot. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I, it's, it, the only way, you know, like I said, that I feel anything is if I take, like, a couple at a time. And I would rather just, like, smoke some marijuana and not have all these horrible side effects. Exactly. Marijuana don't you know, make you constipated or have diarrhea. Right? Have when, you start messing with, when you start messing with that digestive tract, when you, especially you haven't had any issues, but then you see it and you're like, oh my God. Um, and like, you know, just, I'm, there's all the people out there that, you know, have issues anyway. Hopefully they're not even on those drugs. But anyway, like when you, when you do have drugs like that, there's always side effects and, um, you know, even if you have a baby, like you go through like right after you have a baby and it could just be the, like, um, the painkillers or whatever, but you know, <laughs> especially natural, I thankfully was cut open, but natural births, like that, that first, like, you know, that first poop afterwards, that's, that is a, that is a whole thing. Oh yeah. And no, my sister told me all about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know. And like, you know, it's just, but anybody that has to deal with it and it's awful, like I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. So like, yeah, definitely. No, I'll just like smoke some weed or use some, some cannabis rather than fucking deal with that pharma shit. Exactly. No, I agree. I just, ugh, I don't agree with the pills. Like I know that sometimes they might be useful, but if there's other ways, the other ways yeah absolutely i definitely yeah. get that my mom i mean i grew up around like this whole that like ideology the pills were what you go to to cope with a breakup to handle any kind of pain to deal with any kind of inconvenience that happens in your life like that was what i was brought up into you know to look for something outside yourself to make yourself feel better food it was another coping mechanism so Yeah, no. That's why. That's another reason why I'm against like big pharma and stuff. Because I also saw what it did to my mom. Like it 
destroyed her. I mean, I'm sure that there was already like a baseline issue there, but the chemicals that get changed in your brain when you start getting on like all of these SSRIs and antidepressants and my mom used to call them her anti-kill people medicine. Like, mm, what? Why would you mm. say? Yeah, so I just, I saw how it affected my mom and I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm good. Maybe, I, I do know that a lot of people do a lot better in life on them. I know for me, it's not it. It's, it's not it. Like, I would probably turn into my mom if I got on them, I feel like. So, yeah. Just avoid that. Just, yeah, but I I definitely agree that like our our moms because um, you know I feel like my mom's probably in that same general <laughs> lump of age range. Um, that yeah, they just they they used pills too much. Shit. <coughs> mm -hmm. <coughs> Damn, I didn't even just smoke them anyway. <gasps> Yeah, they just, like, threw pills at everything they didn't want to deal with. Um, whereas, perhaps, the, the maybe the first steps, like, right, like, the first treatment, the first care options, whatever, like, is to talk about, like, well, well, what are you eating, you know? Like, are you eating a lot of processed, sugary, potential foods? Like, That's all we ate growing up. Right? Like... Um, are you going outside daily and getting that no. 12 minutes of daylight? Are you drinking enough water? Are you, yeah. you know, exercising enough? You we know, like, none we, of like that. these all things like basic shit that we need to get back to and be like, you know, once we're doing all these things and you're still, you know, got the depressies or whatever, like maybe then we talk about something else or whatever. Exactly. But like, yeah, I, I just, I feel like the last 40 years, um, they didn't, they just went straight to the drugs. It's because and, that's what doctors pushed on them. They right. wanted people hooked. Like, that's, it's why. that's what they were told, right? That's, that's the only thing they know how to do. down to the fix. shit pipeline. Exactly. That's what they've been led to believe. And so their, yeah. their higher ups have been led to believe that. I hate it. I hate it because it has affected generations of people. The addiction that has branched off from it, the mental health issues, like it's, it's crazy to me. It's they're it's still telling doctors how marijuana is harmful or potentially harmful, how it could maybe cause lumps on the brain, how, you know, like what I heard while pregnant was, well, you know, well, if you smoke marijuana while pregnant, your baby could be underweight. Dude, that baby was almost 10 fucking pounds. <laughs> and he was, we were, he was born at 39 weeks. He is not an, an issue there. Um, like my mom's completely fine. Like, except for like a potentially slight language delay, which he's fucking fine. He's just a kid. Yeah, exactly. He'll grow out of that. My mom huffed paint and glue when she was pregnant with me, tried to abort me herself. Uh -oh. And I came out as an eight pound baby. So I think you it's going like, to take a lot. No. Yeah, no, I was like, uh, <laughs> I, all I do know how to do is survive. That's all I know how to do, apparently. Um, so I think it's going to take a lot more than cannabis to harm a baby, especially when it's being fed all like of the, the world's highest grade nutrients through its mother's umbil umbilical cord. Yeah. I that. took a pretty decent, you know, 
uh, multivitamin that had the like, you know, omega threes in it. Well, I mean, stuff, just what so. just what a, a woman's body produces when it's pregnant yeah, yeah. to feed a child is like really, it's really a, like the, I don't know it's what magical. it's called. Exactly. It's <laughs> like it's it's like it's I'm uh, it, it's just. Because you're, like, growing this baby, and the baby, like, the whole process, like, because of the baby, your body now fights infections a little bit better, um, and it has this, like, hormones activated that, like, regenerate cells better. Um, So it's, like, there's that. Um, There's the whole fact that, like, you come from, like, you know, having nothing to you know, 10 months later, you have this child now that's in your arms and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I made Wild. this. This came from me. It's Life crazy. Is insane. It is insane. And then like, I didn't breastfeed because I wanted to keep smoking pot. And they were like, well, it's like giving the baby an edible. I find out now that's not actually maybe accurate. And maybe I could have, should have tried to, but uh, the equipment, it was hard. But um, mm-hmm. but I could have like pumped anyway. Um, like what's it, it, it really is just, it's, it's just an experience. Um, but our bodies like do this just wonderful process of like filtering most of that bullshit out. Not all of it. Um, you know, cause my mom smoked a little, some cigarettes, I think while she was pregnant, Mm-hmm. I think was maybe like the worst thing. Well, I think she smoked weed during too, but um, like I had some asthma as a kid, but, and that could have been from, from the, from the cigarettes, but you know, for the most part, I was also pretty fairly healthy baby. I, I've never broken a bone. I'm just now getting like my first cavities ever. Um, I have like psoriasis on my scalp and then I had pancreatitis for a little bit when I was a kid and I got mm-hmm. hospitalized for that. But other than that, yeah, you know, gang, babies gang. are resilient. Yeah, exactly. Despite the things that we were given and not fed or, you know, all those, I drank an entire bottle of like that, like liquid. It was like bubblegum flavored medicine or some kind of stuff i can't remember it was like bubblegum or like yeah i think so it was like from like early 2000s um but i drank an entire bottle of that i didn't die so wow yeah i had a tylenol then (laughs) i don't know but it was like just glycovacin or something like just some sort of cough syrup or something something yeah it was like that because i hated like cherry or grape flavored ones mm -hmm. so that may have been like one i think it might have been something that she got from the doctor because i was sick a lot as a kid i feel like but nothing like permanent except for the pancreatitis so yeah well that's good i mean yeah because i think like too much tylenol you know could potentially shut down your kidneys oh yeah yeah and i mean she was letting me drink when i was like 10 years old so the fact that I don't have those issues is pretty, pretty nice. I'm very thankful, you know? Yeah, because there's definitely a lot of people that, you know, would have just been like, sure, give me the math. I'll do- Who gives a fuck? Well, I did do math. I, I did, actually. Well, <laughs> also- but continue. And then oh, okay, just- okay. I was like, I was actually on meth for two years after high school, so oh. that was where I drew the line, though. Like, Coke was the, like step down from that 
and then I did a couple hallucinogenics and pretty much whatever pill was handed to me. So I don't know what all I've done on the pill side. Mm-hmm. You're but an yeah. equal opportunity pillist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'll take that. What's the worst that could happen? I die. <laughs> Mm. Like, whatever. Right? Who cares? I've been through worse. <laughs> Just another experience, man. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you all on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, it was funny. So before I even got into meth, it was in like high school. I think it was my senior year. I had found out that the guy that I had been dating was cheating on me, and had, that's why he had broken up with me or whatever. And so I hung out with this other group of people that I knew were like not great people I should be hanging out with. I, they were like the drug, the drug little group of my high school. Like hard um, drugs, not just like the fun cannabis crowd. Yeah, exactly. They were already doing meth in like senior year or whatever. Um, I knew those kids. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of triple C's? No. So it's cough, cold, and quercetin or something like that. It's where you take. Um, a certain amount of pills of like cough and flu cold pills or whatever you fight the sleep and then you hallucinate because you fought the sleep. So mm. your Benadryl first- probably is good for, I mean, cause I definitely catch a little bit of a buzz with Benadryl, but then I just let myself go to sleep. So it's not Benadryl. It is, um, oh. is it it's like, the, it's the capsules. It's like, if it has okay. coracidin in it, I think, or something like that, because it's triple C, so it's like cough, cold, coracidin, okay. or something like that, okay. and you're supposed to take 15 your first time to trip, okay? Your mm-hmm. first time. Do you know how many they gave me? Well, more than that? 36. Hmm. Third, I ate 36 of those, and then- Were they drink- trying to kill you, or was it just like, oh, this Probably. will be funny? I, I don't know. I don't know, oh. but I saw things that night- we played hide mm. and seek in a cemetery too. So that seems scary. <laughs> well, although I mean, like I used to hang out near good. like a little cemetery in high school time frame, and it was just quiet. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, we tried to play hide and seek. It was not. I mean, it's not very scary. It's just not very bright. Yeah, you know, like. You could definitely die in a cemetery, running around in the dark. Yeah. Bust your head open on a gravestone. That would be some final destination shit right there. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh. (sighs) No. It's funny, like, I find cemeteries, like, quiet, but I've, like, lived in haunted houses. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've lived in any houses that were haunted, but I definitely do remember seeing a black cat out of the corner of my eye all the time growing up as a kid. And then I'd go to look at it and it'd be gone. But I remember distinctly seeing a black cat all the time throughout any of the places that I lived as a kid. So I think that's about it. Maybe I was just haunted. (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. I mean, do you like it, it? Not necessarily haunted in a bad way, like, um, but maybe there was something kind of watching out for you. That's what I think. I think it was just some kind of spirit or something like that yeah. that was just keeping an eye on me. And because I loved cats and I would always pick out black cats out of the litter because I knew that other people wouldn't, 
I think that that's why it took that form. Yeah. Because I would always, I would always pick out the one of the group that would be like either the runt or like the black cat or whichever one, because I didn't want them to be left out. Yeah. You're receptive to that image. So I think is more on that without that or I was crazy. (laughs) No. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) You saw something. You know, uh, you know, it may it may not have been what we consider tangible, but it was something. That's true. That's true. Good way of putting it. You know, I definitely like after have dealt with some ghosts, like, you know, they're they're definitely not tangible, but there's there's something. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Um, Because, like, I've I've never, like, it it was, you know, I've never, like, seen a ghost. Like, they always just, like, talk to me telepathically or, you know, move my shit around. Um, But, like, not not recently. This was, like, a specific house that I lived in, in Massachusetts, (laughs) in Arlington. Um, The house was haunted as fuck. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, like... Then, like, it's funny, because, like, the last house, uh, my husband was going through some stuff, and he was like, I think this house is haunted. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I think you're haunted. It's funny. (laughs) He just had his own, but he he definitely had some stuff, like, he, you know, worked through the alcoholism and some other stuff, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah, we all have our shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, everybody does. But, you know, and then you just, you figure it out. And as you'll figure it out, it's like, you definitely, like, your 20s are all about figuring it out. And whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and then your your 30s, you're still kind of young enough to enjoy it. But then, like, look back on your 20s and you're like, mm, <laughs> I'm a lot of things. Like, I definitely look back at my 20s and I'm like, oh... That was kind of mean. Like, like. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, even I was. The... It's, I feel sorry that I was like slightly better in high school, but then my twenties, I was. I don't know. I got real catty. Oh no! Yeah, no. In my in high school, I was definitely a bitch and not a great person at all. Um, gotten better over the years. Recently, I definitely have had like temper issues. I feel like. Um, or not so recently, but like within the last like year I've made like drastic changes. I'm not even the same person I was at the start of 2020, like completely different. So I definitely am. I feel like I'm fast tracking my twenties mentally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it feels like. Cause I'm already cringing at things that I did last year. Like Lily, yeah. come on. Like you got to do better than that. Even like two <laughs> months ago, I'm like, Lily, like, why did you handle that like that? Like you could have done that way better. So I feel like I'm going to get to that point fairly quickly. But I also am aware of the fact that I'm always going to like the rest of my life is going to be spent understanding myself and learning things. Like I, I'm the cup is never going to be full. So I think because I have that aspect, I'm not like slowed down by the progress of it, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm like just barreling kind of through it. Like I am accepting whatever truth gets thrown at me about myself. Like, Oh, okay. Shit. I didn't know that that was a problem. Guess I'm going to work on that now. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's good. Cause a lot of people can't ever get to that point. Then Unfortunately, take the I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. 
Like it's, um, it's sad sometimes how some people perceive things and you're like, wow, yeah, that's not how I perceived that situation, but okay. Exactly. So, so like what, what do you, what is your, how what is your like five or 10 year kind of general speaking life plan? Um, so one, just to kind of grow myself as an individual in my career that I'm in right now, I love running the social media for mm -hmm. culture and helping out with cultivate and stuff. I don't want to leave this company. I don't think ever. Um, I love their business practices. I love how they handle things. I love that the owner is humble. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to continue to grow and start working on my own side hustles as well while continually like helping them out and running their things. Um, I'd like to open a restaurant at some point, nice. um, like a stoner cafe style thing. Um, I have like a few like invention ideas that I'd like to see maybe potentially happen. But of course, you know, those things rarely ever work out the first time. So but at least to try and fail, like even the failing part would be a benefit to me because I would learn something from that. So even if mm. I waste thousands of dollars on trying to get a, a, an invention patented, I'm going to learn something in that process. So it's all just, you know, day by day. I just kind of want to build myself as a person and at least start somewhere on those projects. Well, you just, it's one of those that you... You see, you have the visualization of what you want the end result to be, and then you work backwards. And exactly. then you just start making baby steps towards that. Yes, exactly. I want to, oh, I want my book to be completed by five years from now. So we'll see. I just add to it whenever I can. <laughs> it's a lot. You'll get it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You'll get I've it. got like half a page written already, I guess you could say. So. <laughs> Well, the idea for it is, is the big thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah. well, it's, it's the first big step anyway, but yeah, no, books are hard, like, but if you put, even if you self-impose, I don't know, like, it's one of those that, like, you'll get to a point where you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to find a publisher or figure out a way to be self-published, and then I'm going to, you know, just get it done. So, take a weekend or whatever a couple weekends <laughs> bang it out yeah no it's I mean it's gonna be an autobiography and I'm writing it in the form of like a letter to my mom sort of so I mean I've got plenty of material to work with it's just putting it down on a, on a medium and like making it comprehensible to the reader because <laughs> my brain is a train wreck and trying to decipher that just as myself Man, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And then not getting distracted while in the middle of typing these out and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Even if you, like, try to cut yourself off from things, you'll always have distractions. So That's true. That is true. Like, you could, like, you know, set a vacation. Like, I'm going to go to, you know, this cabin in the nearby lake or woods or whatever, and just me and my computer, and I'm going to bang it out, right? 
Like, well, you'll still potentially find other things to distract yourself if you're mm -hmm. enough of an ADD person yeah. like me. My own um, thoughts distract me. Like, I don't... Right? Like, I like, could like be hey, in a, look out that window. Look at Or no, clouds. I could be in a padded cell. I could be in a padded cell, and I would still find something. I would try to count the tiles. Yeah. I would be something Hair, else. Right? Exactly. Like, how, much, how long can I hold my breath? Yeah. Much can I yeah. Google search in here? Like ridiculous. But uh no, like getting distracted in while I'm typing and like staying on subject is my issue yeah. that I have in my my typing I've learned. Have you created like an outline? Or like something that you can kind of have like an overview, like here's the points. I kind of looked up like how to start a book. But that's how I am, like, with everything, is I like to have a general, very faint whisper of an idea to stick to, and then do whatever I want on the other side. I mean, this goes for, like, recipes, for, like, how I run the social media stuff. Like, it's a very, very loose, loose <laughs> plan kind of thing. Like, yeah. I like a slight bit of an authority with something else, but I think I just have authority problems in Maybe. general. Maybe. I don't like even inanimate objects telling me what to do. So I'm like, no, I'm going to do it my way, but I'll take your idea as a suggestion. Well, yeah, I just, that's how I look at an outline as it's mm -hmm. just um, a suggestion. And, you know, sometimes with that, like, cause sometimes I do an outline for the show, but it's usually uh -huh. just like questions that I want to ask and like points that I want to bring up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm scripting anything out or whatever. That would be exhausting. Um, and I would never remember. I'm definitely more Melissa McCarthy where it's like, I might read the script, but then I'm going to make up something as we go. Exactly. Yeah. I love but Me too. Oh my gosh. She's my so favorite actress. <laughs> She's my spirit animal. Seriously. Um, and one thing that my friend Sarah used to always say was that she always feared uh, mediocrity. Mm. Not failing. Definitely not fear of failing because yeah like you said at least you tried you yeah. did something you tried you learned from that uh -huh. and then you move forward yeah yeah mediocrity i don't think i have a fear of that because i i i can't be media i don't know how to be mediocre like nothing that i do is with a mediocre intent like i'm always like right. all or nothing unfortunately right. like i'm never yeah. like i'm just gonna halfway do this like i'm always like no this needs to be at, at some kind of standard and even that standard is usually kind of high. So I yeah. do try to grant myself some kind of grace and like, be like, okay, you don't have to do this as much as the other, but like make sure that you put some kind of effort into it. So I don't think I have a fear of mediocrity. I think right. I have a fear of never learning. I have a fear of never getting better. Of like well, and do you, so do you think that's because you don't want to like you don't like the structure of school or having to read the whole book or something or um no because you seem um, to adapt pretty easy and you seem to be learning yeah, yeah and right. I, I i feared that one day i won't have that ability anymore like oh. I fear that one day I'll lose that drive and that I won't be able to just adapt as quickly and think on my feet as I can when I'm thrown into a new situation or like a new thing that I need to learn or a new obstacle I need to overcome or that kind of thing. So that's the fear really is that I'm scared of 
losing <gasps> that trait. Could it be? Maybe. That okay. you're maybe a little afraid of trusting yourself. Probably, yeah. I'm sure. You know, it always come, it come, Like, for me, I always find that I self-sabotage way too frequently. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> yeah. when I'm too comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. then I have to, like, check myself. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, I really yeah. need to work on that, for sure. Yeah. Well, and so, sometimes it's just, like, you gotta, like, kind of take a beat and just be mindful <laughs> about it and just... You know, like always, as long as you're going through it with like kind of, you know, the best of intentions or whatever, like you're mm -hmm. trying not to hurt anybody type of thing or whatever. And, oh, yeah. You know, and just being careful, you know, with other people. Cause that's what it always comes down to. Like, you know, whatever you do, great, fine. But it's when it involves other people, you know, that's when it, you know, could be awesome or awful. Yeah, I have focused a lot on the last like two or three years on loving myself, like truly loving myself and getting down to like the nitty gritty parts of myself and working on them. And there's still things about me that I don't like. There's a lot that I don't like about myself, but I love myself. And I think that me being able to really understand that in the depth that it is has helped me to like handle better interactions with people because I definitely used to get like really defensive and on edge a lot. And it's because I had this like, the like confidence issue and I didn't actually love myself. And I constantly felt like I was being attacked and I was definitely a narcissist for a while. I know I was, but now that I love myself, I'm not, I don't care how other people feel about me because how I feel about myself fills me up enough. I don't exactly. need their validation. I don't need to, dig into their or I don't need to um, get into their drama or I know that whatever feelings they feel towards me that's negative is going to be a projection of how they feel about themselves and that's helped me a lot really like enormously I'm like okay now I know it's not me it's not me I they don't even know me. <laughs> it's not me exactly and i wish more people i was telling somebody like a coworker this i think recently i was like i wish more people loved themselves because if they were more focused on loving themselves they'd have enough to give others but instead they're so focused on hating themselves and trying to find something to be upset about or like looking at other people's problems so they don't talk about their own because when you love yourself you fix your problems because you don't want yourself to be going through problems Right. And people just love to sit in their misery and just let it eat them alive. I agree with that. And it's sad when you try to point it out and then they just, mm -hmm. you know, they have a reaction. So, or they, they, um, what is it? They, uh, deflect or they mm -hmm. deny or they have excuses. Well, so-and-so, X, Y, and Z. And I was, I had this childhood. So this is why I like, no, it's not an excuse. Like once you become an adult, it's your responsibility to do better. Like whether you have kids or not, like do better. You're an adult now. Don't be a child. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, and definitely I've seen too many people, um, that I thought was like, not too young, but you know, that were very young when they had children. And then it, mm -hmm. 
definitely kind of stunted them a little bit. And I get it because being a yeah. parent is hard. And yeah. those I, little bastards take up a lot of time and energy. They the life out of you, too. Like, for, for years, man. For, like, a yeah. good two or three years, you it's are just... It's an entire job being a parent. I so don't focused. want to go yeah. through that. So. But at the same time, then you're just like... But you, you rob yourself of having those, um, like, self-reflection, self-development mm -hmm. stuff, like... So I absolutely agree with your, you know, and applaud your decision for not wanting to have children right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, you're focused on you. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, I wish more people would. Well, I just want to get my uterus taken out. Like, let me give it to somebody else. <laughs> like, somebody else can it's use only. it. Probably doesn't even work anyways right now. Anyway, it probably won't won't do anything. But I mean, you say that, but you know, don't take any chances because you say that, and that's just I'm the universe sure. being like, "Let's fuck with her." <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. That is a good. Point. Let me somewhere yeah. it wouldn't hear. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, just because I I saw way too many like girls or whatever that were like. Oh, a doctor told me I can't have children, so whatever. And then they, like, you know, two children later, you know, and they're like, I don't know. Yeah, my mom wasn't supposed to be able to have kids, and she had three. So, no, I know that that's definitely a thing. I'm actually going to be looking into getting my tubes tied here soon. So, that too. But, yeah. I mean, re regardless. Because, I mean, you're so young that they're going to, they potentially, no. I don't know, so, I've heard... At Planned Parenthood, it's it's not like okay. that. No, like they they openly talk about it, and I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. Let's talk about it next time I come in. So, definitely yeah. not an issue. They, I really really appreciate that they're not like, oh well, how do you know? Have you do you have a boyfriend right now? Like they don't care about that. Um, and if I if I was in Arkansas, one thousand percent at any yeah. place that I would go in Arkansas, they would probably do that, except for maybe a Planned Parenthood. I don't know, but. I mean, and and how easy is it to find a Planned Parenthood in Arkansas these days? I mean, I know that there was a few around my hometown. I'm like not in my hometown. God, they'd be their business would be burned down um, in my yeah. hometown. But in Fayetteville and Springdale, I think that they had like a couple. I remember being very, very on the opposite side of thinking of things when I was growing up because I was in a very, very right wing. Republican household, very Christian based and things like that. And so I grew up with that mindset too. And it wasn't until I like moved to Virginia and I saw that there was a world outside of what I was raised in. I'm like, you know what? This isn't a good, like, I don't agree with this. Like, this is not what I believe the guy upstairs is cool with. Like, I don't, he gave us the freedom to choose. So we have the freedom to choose. So yeah, so I remember, like, my sister's dad being very, like, wanting to, like, protest the Planned Parenthood stuff. And, like, he was all like, yeah, I'm glad they're out there with their, like, little freaking whatever they're called, like, banners or whatever, signs and stuff. I was, like, looking back, I'm like, man, so ignorant, so hateful. But, but yeah, in short, there were definitely Planned Parenthoods out there. They just weren't well-liked. yeah. Definitely. Have you seen, did you see Dogma? Have you seen Dogma yet? No, I haven't. Is it, what is, okay. I'm going to look it up. It's old. It's possibly older than you. Um, <clears throat> it's a Kevin Smith movie. 
and uh, it it's, starts off like it's about like Christianity, and it's about these two angels that were, um, you know, they they fucked up, and so God punished them, made them uh, live out humanity's life in Ohio. Huh. And uh, <laughs> to go. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, they found a loophole because of this Catholic religion where they can now like, you know, get back into heaven and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it starts like the protagonist is this Bethany who works at a Planned Parenthood and, you know, has to fight through like, uh, you know, picketers to get through it. So that's funny. There's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, they land in Wisconsin. They're banned in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, and now they're confused. In, yeah, for New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> like I would honestly like, it. like most of the Midwest is fucking all the same. So. Yeah. No, I can concur with that. It really is. But yeah, they uh, they I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter in high school because it was witchcraft. Or my oh, sister wasn't. Uh, maybe I was, but my sister wasn't. But then by the time that I was living with them, they were like, okay, it's fine. Which is weird. But yeah, it was... I mean, there were so many kids that I went to school with that didn't celebrate Halloween. Like, they weren't allowed to. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, man. Or, yeah, it was... It was definitely... Yeah. It's not a hear about that a lot. Or, you know, in places outside of Arkansas. Um... So maybe, maybe, you know, Mississippi, like all that super, well, maybe obviously like the super small town stuff. I don't know. I grew up in Phoenix. I don't. Oh, wow. I've been through Phoenix. I think I went on a trip with my sister's grandparents and her and we went through Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico and not Mississippi. We didn't go through Mississippi. We went the other way. So we went through all the states on the west side of us. So Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. I got those all confused. But yeah, we went through all of those. And I think we went through Phoenix. But it was so fun. I loved New Mexico. Oh, I would go back in a heartbeat. Uh, what part of New Mexico? Was it like the scenery stuff? or scenery? I think so. Yeah. Is there a... Uh, what is it? The... What is it called? The Petrified Forest? We saw that. I've been to the Grand Canyon. Um, that, yeah, that might be like New Mexico. There, There's definitely petrified forest stuff in the Southwest. I Mostly, I've only heard about it in California, but there probably is stuff in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. We definitely, up in that Four Corners um, region. Sure. I definitely remember going to the petrified forest because we we would take we like we took like a little <laughs> petrified tree with us and we've been to okay. the white sand the white sands were so cool is that in they, utah no that's in uh, new mexico oh okay that's where they filmed part of you remember in transformers where they were in like the desert Mm-mm. part okay well in like one of the first transformers i think it was one of the ones with Shia LaBeouf in it, they filmed in the White Sands. We weren't mm-hmm. there when that was happening, but it was cool okay. that we got to go, yeah. like, we're the same area. Like, that was, like, awesome, because I love Transformers. <laughs> I would go <laughs> see them every year for my birthday, because they would always release the movies around my birthday in June. So, nice. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, that works. It's like, oh, happy birthday for me. Exactly. Movie. Yeah, I loved it. 
See, and my birthday is around Valentine's Day. And by that, I mean it's on Valentine's Day. So I can't even, like, go out to a rest, go out, like, for a meal on my birthday anymore because everybody else is with their sweethearts. Yeah. It's so, like, we, so we got married on Valentine's Day as well. Oh, wow. Everything. Yeah, it was just like, let's just, so that even I can remember it, yeah. um, you know, have it on then, because, like, I definitely was getting to the point where I was starting to not remember, like, anniversary shit, because you just get to a point where you're like, I would I still forget. Don't care. I'm not, I, I would still forget it was my anniversary. Um, yeah, what's and it's not that... It, like, it's not a reflection of the relationship. It's just, like, Oh, yeah, no. It's just a fucking date. Who cares? Yeah, no. It's the tax returns that we got to fucking worry about. Like. Right. I, uh, so funny. I, Halloween and Valentine's Day are my favorite holidays. Aww. But Valentine's Day is the day that the last person I ever actually dated five years ago, they kicked me out and broke up with me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but I still love the holiday. I don't give a shit. I love love. Like, it's one of my favorite. It's a fun fucking holiday. <laughs> I love the aesthetic of it. People are drunk and happy most sometimes. Some of them are very, very depressed, but I don't give a shit. Like, if I can love Valentine's Day, ain't nobody else got any other reason to hate it. It is awesome. I love Valentine's Day, just like, maybe because it's my birthday. I don't know, but it's filled with, like, roses and candy and pink and hearts and red. And and array sales? Yes. kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I already have my little Valentine's outfit for the collab thing. Hopefully we're going to do that. Oh, but yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to find like a Valentine's style like costume to wear for culture stuff. I'm going to have to look that up. So I can do another stripper video with the Valentine's costume on. But like nothing risque. We're going to get in trouble. No, like, um, I don't know, a big candy heart. Yeah, I was going to say, let me look at like, like eat a- me. <laughs> or nice. Maybe not eat me. I don't know. I guess that could be con- could be considered yeah. sexual harassment on some level somewhere. Yeah. But it's funny because, but it would be especially yes. But if it did say eat me, it would be especially funny if you were at the Cultivate Wellness Store for that day because it's like. But I'm oh, just a yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> because it's such an important holiday for me, I'm going to make sure that I have that day off. <laughs> there you that- go. Oh, I could be the queen of hearts. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like a longer thing. I, I can't see it very okay, well. It's yeah, too no. much screen flare. But yeah, no, that that could be fine. It was it was not like risque or anything. It was modest. No, so. yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. It's like, okay. I like the heart idea too, though. <laughs> like the candy tart. <laughs> like a big gummy. <laughs> yeah, or like a yeah, like a red gummy bear. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they have like a gummy bear inflatable costume. Gummy bear. Probably. Well, I don't know about inflatable. Inflatable costume. <coughs> no, they have the T Rex and actual bears. <laughs> I mean, I think I've seen on TikTok where they have, like, the T-Rex and, like, lingerie, which is always fun. Oh, yeah, I want to do that. Usually, like, on a stripper pole, but... Because, like, they have the, like, psych out where they're like, oh, yeah, 
yeah, he wanted me in something sexy. And, like, you see, like, the stiletto or the boot or something. And then they show the whole thing, and it's like, but, you know, with the T-Rex costume Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Yeah, they don't... I might actually miss TikTok. (laughs) I deleted it, like, a few weeks ago, because I was finally like, this is too sad. I can't deal with this anymore. What was sad about it? Everything. Oh. Like, I just kept seeing, like, too many, like, real stories about, you know, kids that, people that grew up, like, in a fucked up situation or, um, oh, yeah. whatever else, and, like, just too much real life shit, and I was just like, I can't handle this anymore Yeah, that's right fair. Now. You gotta protect your mental health. I mean, that's a space for them to vent, but that doesn't mean yeah. that you have to be subjected to that, so. Yeah. I get it, 100%. Like, yeah. They... I don't know. I got like I start I got into it to learn like the trends and to get better with like social media in general and stuff and I feel I did that. <laughs> like it, yeah. it served its purpose. I'm okay. Your reels are really good, so yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like I definitely needed that. Like I needed that like creative outlet. Like and I didn't even know I needed it until like I started getting into it. Um, which hilariously enough was about a year ago. Um, I mean, I didn't like start showing my face right away because of the job that I still had at the time. Yeah. But once I lost that job, I was like, fuck all this game on. Um, and I definitely like went crazy over the summer and, (laughs) but we all need to go crazy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody needs to go crazy every once in a while, and, <laughs> you know, but like, I just like, I just had so like, I had a lot of time and I just had so many, like they, all the ideas just like kept coming to me. Oh, gotta do this. Oh, gotta do that. Oh, <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But yeah. So, wow. We've been talking for a long time. Yeah. I was just, I was just looking at the time. I was like, damn, how many oh minutes? Oh yeah, and it's almost 9 o'clock, so it's, like, my bedtime. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it is my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. So, I feel that. That's okay. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Lily, for, once again, for coming on and talking to me and getting all deep, dark secrets out. Not even, like, I'm sure that... I know I didn't spill any deep, dark secrets. I bet she still has some. What a fascinating person. Um, so yeah, make sure to go follow her, Culture Lily. And uh, if you haven't gone to a culture shop, you need to. Um, you can also, from what I understand, get stuff online. This episode brought to you by Culture Well and Culture Wellness. Thanks, guys. Um, what I didn't bring up was Culture is the one that sponsored me for a contest. Oh my god, I entered a contest with my room. Um, and they sponsored me. So that was, it was specifically, I believe, Tara from Culture that, um, made all that happen. So thank you, Tara. And, uh, yeah, like I, (laughs) it's just like the universe. uh, You put it out there too many times and it's like, oh, oh, you're not trying to win any contest. Well, here, here you go. You you still want to not try to win any contest? And I was like, ugh, no, I do. I want to win a contest. So... Here we are, entered into February fire. So once again, thank you, culture. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Tara. 
Um, thank you for listening once again. Um, thank you, Jay Nephilim, for my music. I This episode, and I believe the previous episode I put out, um, we're using, utilizing a roller coaster. Um, the other episodes was Good Day. So um, I just, they seem appropriate. So thank you for my music. Um, show is created and produced by myself, Angela Goods. Um, current artwork is being done by myself. Um, recording, I do it through Riverside FM, and the podcast is distributed by Red Circle. Ask me any questions if you have anything else, like about how I do this, how I put it out. I might answer. I'll probably answer. Uh, follow me on Instagram, of course, Miss G Growing, and I hope you have a wonderful day. And don't worry, I have more guests lined up, and uh, for at least a while there, we're going to be putting these out kind of regularly for a little bit. So I love you, my little fudge pops, and I'll talk with you again soon.